By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Ah, yes. That's my motto when it comes to Shelley. Everything means nothing if I can't do the BS show with Shelley. Everything means nothing. Nothing. Not one thing. Not one darn thing. <laughs> Not one Hoover damn thing. That was. This is completely opposite from what the, your last words were Friday. <laughs> I don't even. What did I say Friday? You got mad at me. What did I say Friday? Uh, I don't even know why I brought it up. Let's move on. No, no, no. I want to know no, what I said. No, no. I want to know. I want to know. I said, Shelly, thanks go, for all. all you have to do is go on she, um, see, this, this BS.show is, this and is what, click on the podcast. This is what's interesting. I mean, what? I say something nice. I said, Shelly, it's been a great show, great end to a great week, and she gets mad at me. That is not what you That's said. That's what I said. I said. You're so full of I, BS. Well, what, isn't that show all about? BS.show? That's, uh-huh, that's what we do. A show about nothing. Yeah, 622. Okay. Uh, weather today. Did you hear Jennifer? What did she say? I don't know. I didn't. You didn't hear Jennifer. Her. Didn't hear. Uh, didn't hear. Hear. Didn't hear. Her. No, I. I heard her. She came on about six fifteen. Yeah, when I was here and you weren't. What was going on with that? <laughs> it's not true either. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's my guy? <laughs> I gotta find him quick. <laughs> Where is he? He's right here, and he said. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, you know, it's what? Not, not too bad right now. I thought it was colder than it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's really not bad outside. It's actually quite lovely. 38, high 52 today. So yep. anyway. Uh, and it's not going to have that cold wind. Yeah, boy, it's been windy over the weekend. A couple days at yeah. least. Yes, uh, lots of stuff going on in the world today. We'll talk about some of it, uh, some of it good, some of it bad. Uh, hard to believe this is the first Monday of December uh, first Monday of the official, well, people would say, no, that's not true. I was going to say first Monday of the official Christmas season, but I guess technically last week it was, last Monday was the first Monday because of the fact that we had Thanksgiving, and typically everybody says that once you get past Thanksgiving, Black Friday, it's it's all downhill to Christmas. And this year the retailers will be happy because of the fact that we've got an extra week in there between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, the way the calendar sits. Sometimes cool. it does, doesn't happen for them. So anyway, uh, and and not only that, is Christmas is on a Sunday, which means that people have like an entire week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, to go shopping. You know, I have to be honest with you, um, I'm disappointed in, in what people have done with this extended Black Friday thing. Uh, I've yet to buy any money. Be my... more specific. Well... You know, it used to be that back in the day, Black Friday was Black Friday. Yeah. Well, now most of the stores, it's Black Friday month. You know, <laughs> I mean, they, they like the entire, they start like, you know, they start in September. They start in June. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Black Friday. It's Black Friday, half a year sale. And, and, and there's something missing with having, now I'm not all far, you know, getting up at three o'clock in the morning and showing up at Wally World at four and then trying to push the doors. What's wrong with that? I do that all the time. No. I, you know. I do. If here's There's not it? people in there. It's sometimes Walmart's too people I got news for you. They're not open 24-7 anymore. Oh. Yeah, just like like Schnooks used to be open. Most Schnooks used to be open 24-7. Not anymore. Matter of fact, it's funny. I went to Schnooks 
was it yesterday or Saturday? And they got a new sign on the door. It says, extended hours, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm going like, God, I remember when this place was open 24-7. What do you mean extended hours? Well, it's extended from the fact that they used to open at 8 and close at like 7. You know, I mean, you know. Do you know what else is, is kind of gone, by the way? Is um... A good radio show that we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's we're not, by the way. Oh. We're right on target yeah right <laughs> we are yeah right right on target yeah okay keep going right on target yeah. see very bougie okay keep going well now i forgot what i was going to say what oh no what you, you, forgot you did what, that on you, purpose you, you, you know if you stop me i'm what? not gonna oh hallmark yes stores. yeah hallmark hallmark store is there any left just like office depots i don't know they're I tried all gone to find one yesterday and i was Googling it and well, Google mapping it, and it kept on taking me around in circles. Let me tell you, the place to go is in Washmo Altmillers, right there next to Schnooks. That's the place to go. I don't care is if it you a, live. Is it a Hallmark? Um, who cares? It's, they got every card in the world there. It's jewelry and it's cards. Every every card in the world is at Altmillers. I'm telling you. Really? Oh my God, it's great. I bought cards there through the years. Excellent. I mean, it's it's. It's probably one of the nicest stores you're going to be in. I don't care if you're in St. Peter's or Wentzville or Weldon Spring. Jump in your car, go to Washmo, go to Altamillers. I'm telling you. I mean, that's where you get your cards. That's, that's, that's you know, you get your diamonds and your there jewelry. too. jewelry. Yeah, see, if you're a dude, go to Altamillers. If you're a dude and you did something wrong, okay, and you got a woman in your life, you did something wrong, you go there and you get a card and then you go uh, to the diamond counter, you get a diamond, then you go next door to... Lowe's and you get like a hacksaw and you give those to your 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 significant other and she'll go oh my god a card a diamond and a hacksaw oh I love you again so much I'll never leave you for the 14th time so that'll happen mm-hmm. <laughs> okay uh, so is that where you're gonna get me a card no I don't give you cards <laughs> why you're my work wife, right? Yeah, I am. You know, I don't give, you know, see, see, you get mad at me like eh, at least twice a day, every day. I do. You are absolutely S- correct. Something I do and she's mad at me. I go, what do I do now? You know, it's like. You know what you do. No, I, see, you said, I said something to you at the end of the show Friday. I have no idea what I said. I seriously don't. I have no <laughs> idea what I said that offended you. All I know is we played our last song. I did my ID and we're done. And she's mad. You need to listen to the recording. Did you put it up? Of course I did. It's there. You know, I put them up right after we got off the air. Oh, okay. Jack, matter of fact, I've you got... You have a process. I've You're got, very strategic. I put three podcasts up on Friday because you don't even check. There's three of them on Friday. Why? There's one for the entire show. There's one for just Jason Minershagen from Central yeah. County Fire. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And there's one. Yeah, for, I would one, like to. One for Jack Frost. Or three, 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 That's three right. podcasts is one. We had Jack Frost. Oh, my God. And can I tell you something? Sure. I need to have a little talk with him on Friday. I had okay. Why? two listeners who went, um, I don't know if it was both Saturday and Sunday. They went over the weekend. Let's put it that way. And they talked to Jack Frost. Once again, I have never seen Jack Frost. I've gone up to Christmas traditions on Main Street several times through the years. Never ran into him. I think he's a fig Newton of your imagination. But apparently he's not because I know two people, not one, but two, that talked to him and both mentioned about the fact that they heard him on the show and he said nasty things about me. 
About you? About me. What? Yeah, he did. So we'll have on this show. Yeah, they said to him, "Hey, Jack Frost, I heard you on BS." Blah blah blah, and then his response both times was not nice. I don't. I don't know. Oh, if I yeah. believe we that. Have, we have to have a word for for and and what's interesting is both of the people told me he gave him the cold shoulder. Well, that's that's <laughs> what he does. Well, we'll talk to him on Friday. Okay. Are you going to ask him about that? Oh, of course I am. I'm going to confront him. I'm not putting up with that. You know, I mean, you know, it's just like, it's just Ain't like. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I can't find him as quick as you throw him out. Uh, it's like. It's, yeah, that's me. I'm right on type. I'm like, you know, it's coming like in hot. All these crazy stories that have come out from Twitter. Because, matter of fact, the weekend has been a treasure trove of stuff from Twitter because what's happened is Elon Musk has gone in since he owns the company now and he's pulled out all these files about certain people, about Trump and, 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 and of course, and the bizarre thing about the actor James Woods. You know who James Woods is? I do. Okay. He got, he got blown up on Twitter and and now it turns out that what he claims, and according to the documents, the Elon Musk, the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, sent a, 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 a email to one of the high muckety mucks at Twitter and said, essentially said, trash this guy, flame him, and they did, and he claims it ruined his acting career and he's never had another part since. So now he's like wad, madder than a wet hen, however mad that is. You hear, he's madder than a wet hen. Uh, anyway... And then all this stuff comes out that that about the the Hunter Biden stuff. I mean, it's like remember Hunter. I know. I mean, and you know that that they 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 shut down the the account of the New York Post, which did all this incredible you know uh, journalism. You know, once again, you do good journalism. What happens on Twitter? They turn off your account. You know, see once again, my journalism professor, Doctor Camille, Camille Winter, Winter, he would be going nuts. He because would. because and I don't even know the man. But, but he see, would. see what's happened is, and see, this is the interesting thing. Twitter, then they go back and they, you know, under their, you know, uh, former regime, they'll turn around and go, "Well, we're a private organization. We're not a governmental organization." Well, so is the Post Dispatch. So is the New York Times. So is the L.A. Times. The Phoenix Sun. You know, is there a Phoenix Sun? I think there is. There's a basketball team named Phoenix Sun. All these big, you know, the Dallas Morning Herald, all these big-time newspapers, they're all private organizations, but yet they have a place in our society that when, like, well, for example, when the Post-Dispatch prints a front-page article about, you know, corruption, you know, about the three aldermen who got, you know, nailed. By the way, did you see those pictures last week? Oh, my God, that's so sad. You know what I'm talking what? about? We'll talk about that next break. Remind me of that. Um, what? I just say pictures? Yeah, post-dispatch pictures, Alderman. Okay, remind me of that. Okay. okay. You, I give you these things you never do. You never remind me. Uh, oh, Now, anyway, the idea being is they, people like you, you have said on this show, you have said you get your news from Facebook. That's what you've said, right? I, I that That really is, yes. Okay. So how do you know? What you're getting is true news or just made-up stuff. Or, more importantly, how do you know that the real news is not getting killed by Facebook and the fake news is being – and, and the, inter, the interesting thing about this is they all talk about misinformation and disinformation. Okay, misinformation. If I say, Shelly is such a nice, wonderful person, is that true or is that disinformation? 
I don't know. What do you think? Well, but once again, you're making my point. What? I, 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 can't, I, I can't make that determination. People who know you have to make that determination. So if I would you go... You do know me, Brad. Well, no, no, no. But what the point I'm saying is if I were going to my Facebook page and go, Shelly's a really nasty person. You know, you know, she, she, she catches butterflies and pulls their wings off. And, and I would and never. When there's a dog walking down the street, she go here and she, you know, have a little treat. The dog comes up. And she kicks the dog. That's Shelly. Okay. And if I put that on my Facebook page, people would go, oh my God, that's Shelly Barr. She's really nasty. But yet I made it all up. So that is misinformation. But but if it were true... So you basically sullied my reputation. No, but Thank you no. so much. And you'll be hearing from <laughs> hearing my uh, attorney. From the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. But, you're, but yes. oh, okay, let me come back and make the other side of the equation. If I put in there, oh my God, Shelly's a nice person. She cares so much about people. She really, you know, if, if I've personally seen her where someone's fallen down in a restaurant and she's gotten up to try to help them out. She's given money to charities. She does charity work. Okay, if someone at Facebook or Twitter sees that post and goes, you know, I don't like that Shelly Barr. She's not a nice person at all. I'm just going to take that post out of there. That's disinformation. Get what I'm saying? That's just the same as taking, they don't take it out. They just don't make it available. I, but once again, they're the puppet masters. They're the ones controlling they're, things. It's your uncle, brother. <laughs> my uncle, brother. Who's my uncle? Sam. Sam who? Uncle Sam? Oh, no, 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 no. See, Uncle look, Sam. I don't want to get in political talks at 635 in the morning, but <laughs> if you go... I don't talk politically. If you, you go to the Post-Dispatch and you said, and you injected everybody with truth serum at the Post-Dispatch, all the reporters, all the columnists, every single person, you inject them with truth serum, and you ask them questions, and you say, who did you vote for in the last election? 95% would say, I voted straight Democrat. I voted for Joe Biden. I hit the straight Democrat little thing on the, you know, fill that little thing in. Straight Democrat. Okay? Once again, the idea being is they have an agenda. And don't tell me it doesn't happen. Remember, I got two stupid worthless journal journalism degrees. Oh, I dear. spent, I spent, I don't know. Dr. Camille Winter would be very upset with you, Brad. Very upset. I, I spent, I don't know how many nights in Ferguson. I, you know what's interesting? Someone contacted me. Remember, I told the story the day after the day after you know the 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 riot, you know the day after yeah. the, the original thing, and I went up to Ferguson, and all the activity was at the Quick Trip. I told the story, which I witnessed with my own two eyes. I witnessed with my own two eyes that the police, like at least fifty, maybe as many as seventy-five police, were standing in what was left of the Quick Trip. The, the the building was burnt down. The gas pumps were still there. They're standing in Quick Trip on one side of West Florissant. That would have been on the east side of West Florissant. Okay, on the west side of West Florissant, there were a group of maybe two, three hundred protesters, and they were standing on the shoulder. And when the CNN reporter and right where I was standing. And I, and I have a witness to this because there's actually a funny part of the story. Funny part of the story is my phone rings and someone that knows me says, where are you right now? I go, I'm in Ferguson. And they said, I know that because someone called me and said, you're on CNN right now. And sure enough, I was in one of the shots on CNN. So I Aww, was. I, you got your sound bite. No, well, I was face bite. So in other words, <laughs> there's a witness. If you would go back and pull the tapes of CNN, I was at. The point I make was that nobody was in trouble. Everybody was calm until the CNN reporter got up, and it was it was a guy and a gal. They started went back and forth, and when they went live, the group of protesters 
came across West Florissant and shut down traffic. At that point in time, West Florissant was still open. You could drive up and down West Florissant. They came across West Florissant. They wa- walked in this great big wall of humanity across West Florissant. The police all walked toward them. And it was like it was like a gunfight at OK Corral. They're walking toward each other. It doesn't look good. The reporter is on CNN. The story ends. They go off air. And everybody goes back to where they were. It was just, it was just like kabuki. It was just like, you know, it was far the, it was far the press. It was far. They knew they were on CNN. They knew they, oh, we're gonna really show what's going on here in Ferguson. And as soon as the CNN reporter was off air, everybody went back to normal. Police went back to stand where they were, up against the wall at the QT. They're talking, you know, talking back and forth. The protesters across the street went on, you know. Once again, it was all fake, 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 fake. The whole thing. Remember, hands up, don't shoot. So they, you're saying it's untrue. What? But once again, it was because of the fact that the news media was there. The story wasn't the story. The news media was the story, if you know what I'm saying. I see. Said the blind man as he picked up a hammer and saw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's too early in the morning for me to get off like this, okay? <laughs> we have to move on. <laughs> See, you started it. Well, see, what's interesting? I am not political. What's interesting about this, over the weekend, I heard something on, I can't remember where I heard it, and they were talking about how the Chinese government tracks all their citizens. Oh, you don't think the American government tracks us? You it's know? called The Machine. Do you remember that, that show, Person of Interest? No, I never saw it. You keep bringing that up. I never saw it. it. it, it seriously. I never saw it's it. It's about this machine. I know. That ties everything together. It's like a, but a super net. Once again... Why? Why did the Why did Joe Biden hire eighty-seven thousand more IRS agents to come and tell you, "Oh, Shelly, you did a great job on your ten forty last time you sent it in"? No, they're going to show up at your doorstep and say, "Hey, you owe us thirty-two dollars and forty-two cents. We're not leaving until we get it." That's what they hired him for. I'm you afraid know? that they'd say a little bit differently oh, well, to me. No, but no, I the, digress. The idea being is, you know, like the state, they know what they know where you live, they know which cards you have, they know what your social security number is. They know. They know what you're, you know, if you if you put that stuff into your driver's license, they know your blood type. You know, by the way, I'm AB positive. So if you need blood, if you're AB positive, that's a rare blood type. Call me up and I'll be more than happy to drop a, a pint for to you. To drop a pint for yeah, you. Yeah, I would. I've done that before. I believe you. I have done that before. When I believe there's you. There's been a call for, I, I can't remember, it's been a while back, and they said they were looking for AB. Um, I went to Red Cross. As much as it pained me to go to Red Cross, but that's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> Do you feel better? I do. It's 640. It is BS.show. Shelly and Brad, that's who we are. She's Shelly. I'm Brad. I got a right for change, didn't I? You did. Okay, what did I tell you to remind me the last break about? Pictures. Pictures of? You didn't say. What? You did not say. What? I said, so all I have to do is remind you pictures, and you said yes. What? I can't get the right pitch. He's a little bit lower than me. A little bit nasally. <laughs> who, I am or he is? He. Okay. Um, so I was, you were, I was supposed to talk about pictures. Yes. Oh, man. I could tell you something interesting happened this weekend, but I can't talk about it. Then why do you bring it up? I have to keep it a secret. And, and oh, you know, here's what. Here's so a, you sit there and you tell everyone that you have a secret? Well, I'm going to ask do you, you something. Do you see a problem with that? I do. Okay. I'm going to ask you something. And this this is an important question that, that, and I can't tell you why I'm asking you this. I just have to essentially say. <laughs> Why? Because I'll throat punch you? No, because it if it would reveal part of my secret. What I'm working what on? I'm working on a secret project. Okay, does that make any sense to you? Sure, you are. Okay. 
Okay, what's the question? When you worked for the, first off, let me set the stage. Shelly used to work for the Federal Aviation Administration, okay? And she was an avionics technician, correct? Isn't that what you were called? Electronics technician, yes. Electronics technician, but most... Communications and navigation aids. Exactly. Most of the time you worked on stuff that if it wasn't working right, the planes would be crashing, right? Yes. I mean, literally. I mean, if if the if especially like when they're on instrument, you know, when they're flying an instrument, you know, like if they're flying in VFR, they can see the runway, you know, uh, they know where they're going. But when the stuff hits the fan, and the visit when the defecation contacts the rotary oscillator, she learned that at the FAA. When when the conditions are really bad, the pilots rely upon the electronics that Shelley used to maintain. No, seriously. Correct? I, I, Yes, that's true. Okay, it is true. Okay, I'm trying to give you credit for something. You're, uh, there, uh, I know, but there the, were much better technicians than myself. Yeah, but once again, but you got an award. Did you get an award for something? Did you get an award for for having the most times you got stuck on the runway or something like that? Wasn't that the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Shelly used to drive, and this is interesting, a Bronco, right, back in the day? Yes. A Ford Bronco. It was blue, not white. <laughs> a blue a blue Bronco with a yellow rotating light on the roof, right? Yep. Okay. And it had a, two, orange, had a two-way yeah. radio on it where she could talk to the tower, okay? Okay, here's my question. Where did you enter the airport property? Did you? What gate did you go through? We were by the tower. Okay, so you so we when, we parked by the tower. So when you showed up, airfield. When you showed up for work, you went. You parked in the parking lot right there by the tower, right? I parked in the garage and went inside. Is there a garage for where the tower is? Yes. No, I. Are you talking the main garage? I don't understand your question. No, Rephrase I mean, okay, please. it's Shelly's, let's, like, we're going back in time, okay? Shelly's going to work. She's driving on I-70. You get off at air flight, right? Yes. Okay, you make a left and you go along Natural Bridge, which that's what it's called on that side of the highway. It's actual Natural Bridge. You're driving along Natural Bridge. Where do you turn and where do you park? You're going to work. You did this many times. Where do you park? I told you I parked in I park in the garage on the lower level. But in the main airport garage, which is down the yes. street from where the tower is, the tower is a little bit down the street from there. It's not. But it's on the airfield now. Before, before when I was there, the tower was. It's a field now, but it was by the Missouri. What is it? Missouri National Guard Air right, Guard. Right. Okay. So you go in. You go in the front door of the FAA. Did you? Was it locked? Did you have like key card, all that kind of stuff? Yes. Okay. So you go in, and Shelly says, "Hey, we need you to go fix that that radiator, radiator, radiator totter out there in runway one two left." So where's your Bronco? Is it right there on the other side of the building? The where repeater you're... would actually be in the air traffic control no, tower. I'm I'm making up stuff. Okay. So oh, I'm sorry. So you get in your Bronco. Your Bronco is parked on the other side of the building, but it's on the airfield side of the building. Correct. It's on the airfield. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's back next to the building, but it's on the ba- around the base of the tower. Right. So you jump in your your Bronco and you yep. talk to ground control. You go yes. <laughs> FA Mobile 317. That's Shelly's call sign. Okay. So were you there when when the new runway was there or you were there before previous to the new runway? It was before I left before the new runway. Okay. So you're you're tooling around the airfield, okay? Is there places where people like Joe Citizen could have snuck onto the airfield? No. There's no place that can, that'll happen. No. It's all controlled with gates and things like that. 
Correct. Okay. I was just curious because if I told you what I'm working on, you would your eyes would roll around. You would go. You would just go. Oh my God! I can't believe he's doing this. I went on the north side of the airport. So you're going to sit here and tell us? No. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> All I'm going to tell you is, I wanted a little bit of nostalgia. Okay. Okay. And I wanted a little bit of nostalgia. I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if people know this. If back in the day before they tore up Bridgeton, do you remember where Ozark Airlines headquarters was? I do. Do you know it's still there? I did not know that. It's still there. And I drove back there. You drive back there on Banshee Road. and it, Banshee Road. Oh, right. my gosh, yes. And it's bizarre because of the fact it's like between the runways. It's like, okay, how did this? The building is still there. It's so crazy because it used to be, back in the day, Right off of Lindbergh on Natural Bridge. Matter of fact, there used to be a bridge right there. There was a bridge. You go north and south on Lindbergh. Uh, if you were going south, you'd go over Natural Bridge on an overpass there. And then on your left would be Henry VIII. Remember Henry VIII? You probably went there a I couple do. times. And then My it was, brother actually managed it. And across the street, there was the Congress yes, Inn. Remember the, remember the Congress Inn? What? You remember the Congress Inn, which was across the street? From, I do. Okay. Okay. The Ozark headquarters was right there on Natural Bridge. Oh, yes, I do know that. Okay. It's still there, but it's not Natural Bridge anymore. It's so, what is it? I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's like if you, go, if you go down Banshee, it's over in the corner of Banshee in some road that I don't even know the name of. You make a left turn. If you go that road, the road ends in both directions. If you go down toward one end, it ends at a maintenance shop, you know, where it looks like the airport. It looks like they have all the grass-cutting equipment and stuff like that. And you go uh-huh. the other direction, and you go – same thing. You go to the end of the road, and there's, like, another maintenance facility down there. There's all sorts of trucks and, and you know – big loads of, of, of like, you know, sand and salt and stuff like that. I guess that they, they salt the, the, the streets with around there at the airport. Okay, so my point being, there's a whole section on the north side of the airport that nobody's using. And I'm going like, no, hold on a minute. Yeah, now. it's called the runway. No, 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 no. I'm talking like where, where the public can still drive. It's a joke. Cause do you I, remember PVA? I do. Yep. Well, now, the, the point being is, see – I've got the solution to a lot of things the government just doesn't understand, okay? Remember, and my my sister-in-law used to live off of Hanley in one of the houses, one of the many houses they tore down, you know, gone. Yeah. You know, because when they expand the airport. And why did they do that? Oh, but the noise is going to be too bad, okay? I said, put all the deaf people there, right? If you're deaf, who cares about the noise, right? What, like a deaf encampment? Yes! All the deaf people. Really, Brad? Give them those houses. I I. I no, seriously. Seriously. I'm, I'm wow. Be, I'm being hey, 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 all the blind people, put them all someplace where put them all in Kansas where there's nothing to see. Stop you know? it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it right now. No, seriously. 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 If if you couldn't hear, okay, if you couldn't hear, you couldn't I don't think I'd be on the radio if I couldn't hear. No, 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 no. But if you couldn't hear, if you were deaf, and once again, my mom worked with deaf people. My mom taught at the special at at uh, at uh, uh, she started special school district, but she also she got her degree from Central Institute for the Deaf. That's where she worked. Okay, 
And I had lots of deaf people that I knew because of my mom. My mom taught these people, you know, and what was interesting was CID did not teach sign language because they thought that was bad. They taught them lip reading stuff. That was, and my mom could lip read. So if I mouthed off to my mom, but no words came out of my mouth, my mom knew what I was saying. And I'd get in trouble for that. I would say she would get mad at me. Uh, Do you know when you say elephant foot, it looks like you're saying I love you? I did know that because my mom taught me that. Yep. And when my mom's taught, did you know that when you say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, it really means that Joe Biden's a great president? Did you know that? I did know that. <laughs> okay, well, let me keep going. Okay, so <laughs> Excuse me. I said this to my mom when she was still alive. I go, Mom, you know, they're tearing down all those houses. And I go, why don't they put the deaf people? And she looked at me, she goes, that's a great idea. She worked with deaf people. You put them where, you know, once again, if, if like, for example, if somebody is there, if their nose is messed up and they can't smell, move them to Sage because you can't smell. You can't smell this. <laughs> you can't breathe in Sage. Well, if it's not glitter, it's the steel. There used to be a guy. There used to be a guy on the point, and he used to do. I can't remember who it was. Danny, Danny, radio dude, whoever his name was, and he'd give directions. He'd do live ads for pops, and he says, "Hey, go across the Poplar Street Bridge and go south in Route Three, and when you can taste the air, you're there." <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which was funny. I, mean, I haven't been there in years, well, but yes. When I used to fly out of the airport over there, by state parks, where they call it downtown, yeah, whatever. State parks. There was a spot where literally you could taste the air. You had Cerro Copper. You had all. The, you had Malincrot. You had Monsanto. You had a company down there that recycled tires and they melted tires. I mean, you could taste the air. It was the whoa. What was that? And it was so stinky. You know, but, it was stinky. It was but very stinky. Once again, you put the people, you put the people who 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 have no no no, you know, who have like no nasal in you know nasal malfunction where they can't smell anything. Put them in sage. Brad, sometimes I would like to take a little trip in your brain, no. just for a day. Who you think I'm, Kanye West? To see or how you justify some of the things you say. No, Shelley. Think about it for a minute. I mean, I I am here. Here, here's what's interesting to me. Okay, relative. Everything is relative. Okay, you go look at the United States, and if you're driving a ten year old car, people, oh, you got an old car. You go to Cuba, and the newer cars are from the fifties. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's all relative. So if you're driving a 1956 Ford in in Cuba, oh my God, it's a new car. If you're driving the 1956 Ford in the United States, people go, oh, my God, that's an old piece of junk. It's all relative. So going back to my airport thing, you don't like my idea of putting the deaf people out there at the end of the runway? No, I don't. I think that's very rude, actually. Okay, but the crazy part of this is if you've ever flown in the Midway— think that that's no okay. but that's the point the, crazy the point being is you got an airport where my sister-in-law lived a mile from the end of the runway and they took her house because of the fact oh it's noise abatement we can't have you sit underneath the runway go to chicago look at midway there are people remember we did we looked at this time one time before there are people living 150 feet off the end of the runway in chicago that's okay in chicago so do people in chicago not have hearing is that what it is? Did they do all that already? They put the deaf people up there next to the Midway Airport in Chicago? I'm shaking my head, just so you know. <laughs> SMH. Hey, remember, if I were on TV right now, I'd be talking about Benjamin Netanyahu, and I'd have in one hand, I'd have an orange yeah. net, and the other hand, I'd have a <laughs> bottle of Yahoo, right? That was hilarious. Although I think it's Yoohoo. I don't think it's actually Yahoo. I think it's a Yoohoo. I think it's Yoohoo. No, it's Yahoo. 
Are you sure? I Yahoo. Think, no, that's that's Mountain Dew. Yahoo. I think Yoohoo is the chocolate drink. Oh, I don't God. know. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> lately, lately, Kanye West is the gift that just keeps on giving. Oh my God, the weird stuff he's doing. Okay, that's all another whole nurse. Okay, we have to take a break. Can you imagine he was now? Now the Kardashians are trying to say, "Well, he was never married to Kim. That was they. they what, never, did they get it annulled? Yeah, they were never married. They were just they were just good friends. Yeah, good friends with kids. Okay, we have to take a break. <laughs> right, it's six fifty nine. It is BS dot show. I'm Shelly. She's grab. I'm Shelly. She's what's she's your name? She's grab. She's grab. What's your name again? <laughs> My name is Shelly. I don't know what your name is. Must be Monday. Okay, it is Monday. Okay. Uh, Happy Monday. What's the name of that song I just played? Take a guess. Here's a story of the girl. No, it's actually not the name of the song. The name of the song is Absolutely. Really? Yeah, true story. Absolutely. Wow. It's the name of the song. Did not know that. Yes. And in, this 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 well, show for being a show about nothing has so many nuggets that you can walk away with. You're partially right. It's it's in parentheses it's story of a girl. But the actual official title is absolutely. You know, he says absolutely lover, absolutely lover. Okay. Okay, couple things. First off, uh the smartest woman in the world says the reason, I don't know if she's kidding or not, and she knows she's living in Chicago. The reason that nobody complains about the airport being across the street at Midway, literally, look at it a map, you won't believe it. There are people that literally live, if you could jump the fence from people's front door to the end of the runway, there are people that live within 150 feet That's of, true. of the runway. And you know that from, from FAA kind of stuff. Okay, but she yeah. says the reason that nobody complains is because of the mob. <laughs> that, you know... Hey, you don't. That com- wouldn't surprise You don't me. complain about that noise. You just, you just deal with it. If, if matter of fact, the up until recently, and this was so, sort of interesting story with uh, Southwest Airlines, the only fatality. Now they had that lady who got when the engine blew up. That was a couple years ago, and the engine blew up, and she got sucked out of the airline, partially sucked out of the air, uh, air uh, the air, the, the jet when the engine blew apart. It blew out her window, and she got partially sucked out. She died. But up until that. The only death on Southwest Airlines was when a plane landing at Midway, a 737, that's all they fly, 737 in the winter, skidded in the runway, ran off the runway, went through the fence, and hit a car. I don't think it was on Cicero. I can't remember what the other one is. Because if you look at Midway, Midway's like a square. It hit a car on the street, and when it hit the car, there was a little boy in the passenger seat who got hit by the nose wheel of the aircraft and was killed. Up Aww. until that point, that was the only fatality. They've never had a fatal crash, ever. I mean, talk about a safety record. I mean, think about that. All you know, At this very moment, there are probably, I don't know, a thousand Southwest Airlines planes in the, in the air right at this moment. And every, you know, pretty much every moment of every day, probably not, maybe not at two or three o'clock in the morning, but starting like six o'clock in the morning all the way to midnight, there's probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of Southwest Airlines up in the air. Think about this for a minute. In St. Louis area, there's thousands of cars on the road. And I used to make a living by being a traffic reporter because there's accidents everywhere. There's probably been 10 accidents already this morning. Now, not necessarily really bad ones. You know, Joe hitting Josephine at the traffic light, you know, and she, she, you know, he ran the red light and, and smashed into her car, you know, didn't do a lot of damage, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Now, a uh, couple things to talk about. First off, have you ever learned something about your city from someone who doesn't live here? Probably, but I don't know of a, you know, a case or anything. Okay. 
I'm watching one of them, you know, because I, I watch YouTube videos, and I watch these crazy car guys. I get fascinated by all these guys doing There's this guy from Florida called Cletus McFarland, and his deal is— Oh, man. <clears throat> you don't like Cletus. That's not his real name. Uh, irritating. <clears throat> no, he's not. He's actually a nice guy. Okay? So the video <laughs> okay. that came out yesterday was they're going to the airport. He lives in, in, in Tampa, St. Pete. They're going to the airport down there. They're going to buy a car, and guess where they're buying the car? Oklahoma City. St. Louis. Oh. They're flying to St. Louis to pick up a Porsche that he bought, okay? And they're buying it at, I've never heard of this place, and I'm a car guy, RP Exotics. You ever heard of RP Exotics? No. RP Exotics is off of Warson. I believe it's off of Warson Road, um, south of Page. I think it might be near Olive. Um, And it's like in a warehouse building. And I'm going like, I've never heard of this place before. So I go online, and sure enough, rpexotics.com. There it is right there, rpexotics.com. First car they have for sale is a 2022 McLaren MSO 765 LT Spider. Guess how much? Uh, $150,000. $799,995. Wow, I was off. Then they have a 2019 Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. Price on that? Guess what? Six hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Third car: a twenty-eighteen Lamborghini Aventador S Roadster, five hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars. Fourth car: twenty-six Lamborghini Aventador SV, four hundred fifty-nine thousand dollars. Fifth car: twenty two thousand and nine Mercedes-Benz SL sixty-five AMG Black Series, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I never heard of this place. And it's not that it's 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 I guess I don't know where it would be. Would that be like Creve Core? I have to look up map. It's on it's like I said, it's on Warson or Woodson or something like that. I saw it and I'm going like I've never heard of this place before. And you know what's interesting is <laughs> good old good old good old uh, Cletus shouldn't have done this. He buys the car and then they decide they're gonna try to find out how fast this goes. And I believe they're here in the St. Louis area. They show this speedometer. He got up to 179 miles an hour. Someplace here in St. Louis. And they drove the car back to, they drove nonstop back to, to, uh, um, Florida. Florida. Now, that's car story number one. Car story number two is this guy by the name of Rich Rebuilds, who's a guy, he's from, I think he's from the state of Maine, and he is a electric car expert. And he decided he wanted to buy a new Rivian. And we've talked What's that? To, the Rivian is is interesting. Rivian is making cars. They're making they're essentially they're making pickup trucks and SUVs. But they also have a contract with Amazon. And they and I've seen a couple of them here in St. Louis. They make an all electric van that's made specifically for Amazon. Amazon has invested money in Rivian, and I've seen a couple of them here in St. Louis. Matter of fact, I saw one of them one day down at Wally's when I was getting gas. The guy was in there delivering something at Wally's. You drive over there just to get gas. I drive over there because I love Wally's. I know. And I, I, that's what I, <clears throat> my point. They should actually. do some advertising with us. Hold on, I got to clear my throat. Um, supposedly it's owned by some guy in 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 Steelville or or Sullivan or something like that. Anyway, um, the Rivian van is all electric, and it's really cool looking. Um, and and there's they're 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 run, uh, rolling these out at the Amazon distribution centers around the country. And I believe they're made up in Illinois. I believe they're made in Illinois. They're made in an old Chrysler plant 
um, near um, Rockford, Illinois. And um, they're really cool. Anyway, he bought this Rivian. And if you know the deal with electric cars, Tesla has this. And and um, I believe uh, uh, Audi has it on their electric cars where they have the display. And it's like um, it's like a Google map. But it shows you all the charging stations that are compatible with that particular car. Okay? Yes. So this guy is driving this car from someplace up in the northeast. It's a Rivian. It's a it's a pickup truck. He's driving it from up in the northeast. And he's driving it down to South Carolina, I believe he's going to. Hold on a minute. And he's got and what's interesting was, and keep in mind, this guy is a proponent of electric cars. He's not a trasher of electric cars. He loves electric cars. But he's pointing out the problem right now. That And once again, he's on the East Coast. It's not like he's in the middle of Kansas or Utah or something like that. He's driving up and down the East Coast. I think he's on I-95. And on several occasions, he's down to the point where he's down to like 50 miles because it shows you on the dashboard how much mileage you have until you have to need to recharge You know when the battery goes dead. And at one point in time, he ends up at a bed and breakfast someplace. I think it was in like Rhode Island or something like that or Delaware or something like that. And... He calls the guy on the phone because the guy's number listed. He goes, he goes, hey, uh, I'm driving, you know, I'm driving on, on the interstate and I need a charge. I've only got 20, mi- 20 miles left of my battery. You're the only one. I go, is, is your like place like a, like a charge station? Oh, no, it's a, it's a bed and breakfast. And he goes like, well, you only have the charge, the charging station for like people who stay. Yeah, but you know what? If you're in need of a charge, I, I'll, I'll let you charge at my place. So he says, but I have to move my truck first. So he ends up at this, it looks like a house in the middle of like a neighborhood where the guy backs his car, his truck out of the driveway. And this guy, Rich, pulls his, his Rivian up and charges it. But he doesn't, you know, but once again, he doesn't have like the, what they call the class three charger. He's got a class one or a class two, which doesn't charge very fast. So he puts like a hundred miles of charge in his car and he takes off again. And he goes to the gas station, you know, he's like down like like 20 or 30 miles to, to empty on his battery. And he tells him to go to a gas station. He goes to the gas station. It's broke. You know, and he's I'm going like, I can't believe this. Once again, this is on the East Coast. And I'm going like, okay, these electric cars are so great. They're great. You know, it's the point being like for Amazon, it makes sense because the fans sitting all night at the distribution center, they're charging it up. In the morning, they load it up with stuff. Mr. Amazon or Mrs. Amazon or Miss Amazon or Ms. Amazon or our non-sexual Amazon person gets in the van and delivers stuff during the day. And at night, it goes back to the distribution center. They plug it in and charges. Okay? It's great if you're driving around town. If you're going cross-country, and especially on the east, because I'm thinking to myself, if you've ever driven west on 70 between Kansas City and Denver, there ain't much. Matter of fact, the high point of your drive is Hayes, Kansas. And it's fine. The last time I mentioned this. Is that the largest ball of twine? Well, the, no, no, no. The last time I mentioned this, your daughter was, I remember I called her one she time. She was there. And she was in Hayes, Kansas. Remember yeah. how, how weird that was. We were just in Hayes, Kansas. a lifetime trip. I mean, how cool was that? Hayes, Kansas is like a wide spot. If you get off the interstate at Hayes, Kansas, you drive down this road. I can't remember what it is. And it's like. Franchise fa- food place after franchise food place. You want a place, they got Freddy's. They got McDonald's. They got Hardee's. They got, you know, you name it. They got Burger King. It's all there. That's what Hayes, Kansas is. You get back on I-70 and you drive through Kansas. Then you drive into Colorado. And even that stretch of Colorado before you really get into the Denver metro, there's nothing there. 
Now, once again, most of these cars are only getting like, you know, you know, two, 300 miles per charge. I think from one end of Kansas to the other end, it's like 450 miles. It's a long drive. Maybe it's longer than that. I don't know. Maybe it's like 550 miles. But it's not here yet. You know, the electric, I mean, once again, for you, electric car would be great because you really don't drive anywhere except in the St. Louis area, right? I go back and forth to um, Minnesota and Wisconsin. You haven't done that in a while. Well, no, because well, I'm I'm gonna I'm actually gonna do it this month. Well, actually, there's a, there's the reason she doesn't go through with, uh, Iowa anymore is because there's a bolo and an APB out for her. Yeah. <laughs> because she she got she mm. got the ticket mm. she got the ticket there in Iowa for well, how fast were you going? They got me on camera. Here, I've just been with my friend, my best friend, who took her last breath, and I'm driving home. I haven't slept all night. I'm driving home. My GPS routes me through Hee Haw Hell, Iowa. There's no, there's no rest stops, and the place where I actually, I actually pulled into a gas station and parked, and then I realized... I, I should check out my surroundings. And, um, yeah, the whole place had what bars on the windows. And there were, there were, so I figured it was probably not the best that I stay there. And there were farmers. Matter of fact, a farmer came up to her and says, are you a woman? We haven't seen a woman in a month. What are you yeah, doing here? You have a pretty mouth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Where was it that you got the ticket in Iowa? What city? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> were you on the interstate or were you on like a highway? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I was all kerfuffled. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, fourth break, about six minutes in. Okay. That one sounds a little bit better than the other one, which you really need to take off. <laughs> I got that one. I was all kerfuffled. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to write this down. Fourth break. Oh, my God. I got right Man, down. child, Brad. Fourth break, about eight minutes in. Yeah, okay, I'll tell. I'll pull that one off. Okay, um, okay. The my point being that Do you have a point. No, I have no point. I'm just babbling. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, the idea being is, and once again, I'm a proponent of electric cars. I had the guy on my on radio station back in the old KWMO days where we had a talk show there on AM 1350. We had a local guy in Washmo that had a, a Porsche 914. He converted to an electric car, and it was cooler than all get out. And I'm going like this is cool. I mean, and 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 I, you know, I mean, but the problem with it is the technology is not here yet. I mean, it's still, and the problem with it is, is that if you go buy a car, like for example, the they had a big deal last week where Dr. Page had a big press conference where St. Louis County is converting all their vehicles into electric, all their trucks and things like that. Okay. That's- going to be such a cluster well but the problem is it is that's what if you go buy a base let's say a base f-150 pickup truck right now base f-150 pickup truck 30 35 dollars okay if you buy the lightning which is the f-150 electric pickup truck it's eighty thousand dollars okay you have to burn through a lot of gas to make that up it's just like it's just like the deal like me being a truck guy okay once upon a time, you could go buy an F-250 pickup truck, and the diesel engine was like three, dollars $4,000 more. Okay, you figure over the course of probably 50,000, 60,000 miles, you'd save that much money because of the fact that, that you know diesel's got better gas mileage. Well, now diesel's like a buck and a quarter uh, more per gallon than regular gasoline, 
And now, if you get like the difference between a regular engine, a gas engine pickup truck, and a diesel engine pickup truck, it's like twenty thousand dollars. It's like, okay, why would I pay twenty thousand dollars for a diesel truck? I wouldn't. And not only that, plus their gas is twice as I, it's expensive. Normal gas. Plus, you pull the hood open. Here, there's here's a perfect example of where the EPA has ruined diesel vehicles. Diesel vehicles are interesting because of the fact that they are basically very simple, very simple cars. Very kind simple. Kind of like engines. us. Very simple. No, they have no ignition system. And the interesting thing what? about it, they have no ignition system. There's no spark plugs or anything like that. Huh. And and a, a, a basic, matter of fact, if you know the story of Johan Diesel, the reason he, he invented the diesel engine is because he wanted to have a self-fulfilling or a self, whatever you call it, vertically integrated farm where he could, he could and he made it in, with a tractor that he could crunch up some corn and put it into the engine and it would run. Because they run, back in the day, the diesels would run on like corn oil. Matter of fact, there's a guy in Springfield, Missouri that sold a kit where you can convert some of the older uh, Mercedes diesels, the 300D and things like that. And he did it with like with, with, with buses. He had like, he would get these people that would buy used Greyhound buses and convert them into campers and things like that. They had diesel engines. He said he sold a kit and he literally went around to fast food places and he got them. A lot of times they would give him the cooking oil from their, you know, their fryers. He would take this oil back to his, his place. Strain, Along with the banana peels? No, no. He'd strain the, you know, the impurities out of it, put it in his vehicles and drive it. Because, oh, just like the DeLorean. No, that, 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 that no. That, what? That, that, never mind. <laughs> no? So, so the idea being was. The, what, what was wrong with that statement? I don't know. I have no idea. I, it's <laughs> I don't know. The no the the point I was trying to make is op, open up the hood. If you know anybody who has a new diesel pickup truck, open up the hood and go O M G. It's chocked full of junk. You can't even see the engine because it's Oh, you got, mean extras? Oh, it's got all the emission junk and it's got the regen and the def this and blah 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 and the particular, you know, filter and blah 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 blah. And they made it into the most complicated engines in the world. My son has a good friend of his that works down at a Dodge dealership down in in Pensacola. And he talks about the, the diesel pickup trucks, the Dodge with the Cummins. He says it's not unusual to see him in there like 10, 15,000 miles. They're totally screwed up because they've got so much crap underneath the hood because it's all air, air pollution junk. And see, the crazy part of it is, here, once again, we talk about the, you know, the electric cars. Oh, electric cars, they burn. There's no emissions. Yeah. Let me you, let me think. You charge them with electricity that's made by coal. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> We're in the St. Louis area. The power comes out of Labity, coal comes out of Porch de Sioux, coal comes out of Rush Island, coal. That's that's to me what the amazing thing is, and they're all talking about beautiful, beautiful, but, beautiful, you know, oh, we're gonna beautiful coal. We're gonna have we're gonna have windmills. <laughs> we're gonna have solar panels. Remember, I you know what I I gave I I made I I said something wrong last week. I'm gonna correct myself. Oh, surely not. No, not I said you. I said okay. If you have an elect uh, if you have an elect a uh, 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 air conditioner, just your compressor. Compressor. Most people would take five to six thousand watts to run your air conditioner compressor. It's sitting outside. Okay. Okay, and you get a solar panel. Each of the solar panels, most of the time, are about 100 watts. In other words, you need to get 5,000 watts. You need five 
50, you need 50 solar panels just to run your electrician, elect, 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 uh, you know, your air conditioner. But that doesn't include the inside unit, which has got the motor and the air coil and all that kind of stuff. Let's just say just to run the compressor, okay? Where I screwed up was I didn't factor in the fact that the output of the solar panels is DC, and you have to convert that to AC through an inverter, which are only like 70 to 80% efficient. So in other words, if you put 5,000 watts of electricity into an inverter, 5,000 watts of DC, you maybe get... 4,500 watts AC out. So in other words, you need more than 55 panels. You need 65 panels. Yep. That's that's just run your electric. Now, how many people have a place where they can put 55 solar panels on your house? Not only that, it depends on the orientation of your house. It depends on if you got trees around your house. You know, if you have trees to the south of your house, guess what? It's not going to work. And it's to the point where it's like, oh, everybody's going to have solar panels. Oh, everybody's going to have a windmill. Oh. I would love a windmill. I would. There's only one of them in St. Louis. Albarisi has it right there at yep. page 170. It's the only one in St. Louis. The only one I know of. At least the only. You go in Iowa, like where you are. You know. You know why. You know why you got that ticket. No. Because the wingtip vortices of your car was going fo- so fast in Iowa. The uh, wing. Actually, that's not the case because <laughs> no. I was trying to not get lost in this. The place. wing. The wingtip vortices of your car that were created created this stream of air that went to a nearby a nearby um, windmill and you were going so fast it made the windmill run backwards and it was sucking electricity out of people's houses because it was running backwards and that's why you got the ticket because you were going so fast that you made the windmills go backwards people were getting electricity sucked out of their houses and not only was were their their appliance not working but literally their dryers were being sucked into the outlets and you can see them squeezed along the, the electric lines going back to the windmill. That's why you got the ticket. Hmm. Okay, thank you for that. It's 727. <laughs> You're not going to touch that one? Nope. <laughs> not that even a little bit. negatory, Ghost Rider. <laughs> not even a little bit? Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got kicked out of the safety class. <laughs> It's 728. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Is she back? Are you there, Shelly? I'm back. Okay, you're back. Okay, a couple things to talk about. First off, um, there's some controversy about a video I shot, which I've yet to put on public, and I sent you a copy of the video, and I sent you a copy of the video to the smartest woman in the world. Yes. And the controversy is an event we help promote, on Saturday, which was the Toys for Tats event. Yes. It was up at uh, Permanent Vacation Tattoos, which is up in a uh, strip mall that's along uh, West Clay, west of Zumble. Okay? I showed up there Saturday morning to see how things were going. Was blown away by the number of people in line. Okay? I took a video of where the line started. The line started at one end of the shopping center. Keep in mind... This is a fairly long strip center. I'd start probably say maybe you know, at least 1,500 feet long. And there's people in line going from, I don't know what street that is, but if you look at the video, they're like right in front of the cinema. They go all the way down the sidewalk in front of all these different places. It goes way down the sidewalk. It goes around the corner, makes a left, makes a right, and goes into the entrance of the tattoo place, permanent vacations tattoo. The smartest woman in the world thinks that they're giving tattoos along the way because there's tables set up. But what's happened is 
people are camping out, right, Shelley? Yes, they are. It's like it's like you know, Black Friday at Best Buy. Right. And if you look carefully at the or video, getting tickets. Remember when you had to stand in line? Right. And you, you know, somebody, your favorite um, entertainer is coming to town. And- yeah. I remember standing in line for hours for Bo Donaldson, the Haywoods tickets. I mean, I couldn't believe I stood in line for hours for those tickets. And what a concert. Oh, my God. They tear the place up. Anyway. My, um, my concert was ZZ Top. <laughs> there was Foreigner, though. Okay. So. Sorry. I know it looks like there are people getting tattoos on the sidewalk, but that's not the case. They're actually holding their toys, and they're in line. And some of the people, you said, been there from the night before, right? Yeah. We'll have or to, very, very early in the morning. We'll have to talk to Jason and ask him about that. Yeah. Jason, the PIO, public information officer, and also the, uh, what's his other title? He's deputy chief, deputy chief. of the uh, Central County Fire and Rescue out in the, uh, he has all, I didn't know he has, it was interesting. He said their territory goes from Missouri all the way to the Mississippi. They got some territory, don't they? I mean, wow, they do. In St. Charles County, that's a that's a hunk of ground between, between the Missouri and the Mississippi. Okay, I have something that I think is... is so bar- what is the controversy? Well, the smartest woman in the world thinks they're getting tattoos on the sidewalk. She thinks. Oh, she I thinks, don't think so. She's, no, there because if you look at the video, I'll put the video on, up online. It, it, if you look at the video, it does look like some of them are sitting around a table, but that's because they brought table and chairs. They're sitting in line, and they're, I guess some of them are playing cards or something. I don't know. They're in line. They're waiting in line. It's like a family day. Family day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Evidently. Okay. There's a line I could say, but I'm biting my lip. Okay. Bite both of them. I have I have some issues, which you do. Yeah, I do have some issues. Thank you so much. For, I have some issues too. For pointing that so out. You want to talk about our okay. issues? Okay, I think this is horrible, and I'm glad that a lady came along. Her name is Amy Joseph, and I'm so happy that she came along and did this. You know what she's done? No. She'd sued. She sued Fridays, TGI Fridays. You know the restaurant chain. Yeah, they Be- used to be so much more funner when they had flair. You know, the one at Olive is closed now. Do you know that? It so, is. Somebody told me they closed it. That's the original yes. one. Okay. Here's what's happened. And I'm with Amy Joseph on this. I went out to the store and I bought a box of TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks. Okay. And I put those in the oven and I brought them out. Oh, my God. I can't wait to eat my mozzarella sticks. And I bit into one of the mozzarella sticks. And you know what? I said to myself, this isn't mozzarella. This is cheddar. And I thought, no, how can that be? How can I, if they call them mozzarella sticks, how come they don't have mozzarella in them? How can I have cheddar in them? So I thought to myself, I must be imagining. But no, Amy Joseph, she's my hero. She figured out that the TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks don't have mozzarella in them. And she sued. (laughs) Can you believe it? The mozzarella. Did she win? (laughs) Well, the story is it's going through the court systems. But the story is. It's true that the TGI's Friday's mozzarella sticks don't have mozzarella in them, just cheddar. I wonder if they have, um, <laughs> what is that? Now, if, if you're going to call Gluten. them- If you're going to call them mozzarella sticks, don't you think you have mozzarella, mozzarella cheese in them? I would think, the yes. The interesting thing is that the, the latest update on this, this, was, this came out December 1st. Let me read you the first paragraph. 
A judge agreed to let TGI Fridays off the hook in a class action lawsuit that claims that TGI Fridays branded mozzarella stick snack is misleading because it contains no mozzarella cheese, but also ruled the lawsuit can proceed against the food's manufacturers. In other words, what's happened is TGI Fridays has granted a license to use their name to a company that's called um, Inventure Foods. And essentially, is that the company that takes these these really, um, you know, like chain restaurants and re- like redoes their menu? I don't know if it's the same company, but there are a lot oh, of companies okay, that do yeah. that. They license the name of a restaurant and they, right. hey, it's the it's the Fridays, you know, in this case, the cheese mozzarella, the Fridays mozzarella stick snacks. That's what's it called. Okay. Uh, anyway, Amy Joseph has filed in 2021, she filed a lawsuit against TGI Fridays and the snack manufacturer in Venture Foods. Now, the judge claims that that TGI Fridays is really not at fault here because all they did was they just licensed their name to Inventure Foods. So they let TGI Fridays out of the case, but she's still suing Inventure Foods. And... <laughs> Uh, here, oh, here, here we go. The whole thing. You read this whole crazy story. Uh, Dow, um, here, Joseph, Illinois resident, said she purchased a six pack of the product on Amazon last year and mistakenly believed the sticks would contain mozzarella because the listing didn't promote a description of the ingredients. The product is labeled mozzarella stick snacks and features an image of what appeared to be mozzarella sticks. The only problem is. The back label specifies the sticks contain no mozzarella. But Joseph said she would have still been reasonably believed the product contained mozzarella given the prominence of the words mozzarella sticks. So in other words, you're calling them mozzarella sticks, but they don't have any mozzarella in them. Do you understand that? Why would you do that? Is mozzarella cheese expensive? Is that what it is? And cheddar's cheap? You know, we are such a litigious society. But, but think about that for a minute. She, I mean, really. She's got a point. I mean, I I know it sounds. Oh, please. No, she's got a point. Ooh, I spilled some coffee in my lap. It's too hot. That's because it's hot coffee. That's different. It's that's not different. Di- that's different. It is absolutely not different. They've, but that's now, what started the nonsense. Now, get it. They, they've claimed the attorneys for Inventure Foods have alleged in court that Joseph is, quote, a serial class action plaintiff who has filed numerous suits in Illinois over the last decade and argued that Joseph cherry-picked only one part of the product's labeling. Okay, let me give you a little little inside information into what's once upon a time was a little sleepy town in Illinois called Edwardsville. I went to school at SIU Edwardsville, and Edwardsville was this little sleepy little town, sort of blue co- blue collar, you know, working class. You know, the university trees, was on the out- was on the outskirts of Edwardsville. You know, nothing really fancy about Edwardsville. I sometimes I'd go into town and eat at Dog and Suds. There was a Dog and Suds there. Oh my goodness, and, I remember. And Dog and Suds in Edwardsville, and sometimes you know on weekends I'd venture into Edwardsville and I'd go to Vanzos or the Stumble Inn, one of the bars in town, stuff like that. Sleepy little town, okay? Now you go to Edwardsville. It's like Ladue. You you pass McMansion, 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 McMansion. Why is that? Do you know why that is? Do you know how, how Edwardsville's become... Urban the, sprawl? No, no. You know why they're all the rich people live in Edwardsville? You know no. who the rich people are? No. They're all attorneys. And you know why? Because of the fact that Edwardsville is the county seat of Madison County. And that's where the Madison County Courthouse is in downtown Edwardsville. And Madison County has gotten a reputation around the country for being very plaintiff friendly, which means if you're the person filing a suit, you're the plaintiff, 
And if you go to for in, in front of a judge in Madison County, they're going to say, yeah, we agree with you. Yeah, we agree that that nail clipper was, is, is, was not designed to cut the nails on your fingers. It was designed to cut nails that you put in the boards. And it wouldn't cut those nails. So we're going to give you a million dollars because that was a nail clipper. And they go, but, 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 but it's not, it wasn't advertised as a nail, a, a clipper to cut nails, like 10 penny nails. It was advertising for, to cut your nails. And you, oh, we don't believe that. Well, that nail clipper, well, I tried, I took one home. I got a nail. I tried to clip that nail and it wouldn't clip it. Would you try clipping your nails and your fingers? No, I didn't do that. That's kind of crazy stuff that happens in Edwardsville at the Madison County Courthouse. And that's probably where this case is being heard, right? All these people, there's all these plaintiff's attorneys. And the crazy thing about it, if you've been alive for more than 20 years in the United States, you probably one day got a little card in the mail. I get them all the time. You are involved as a, as a member of a class of a class action suit. I go, I don't want to be involved in that. Some wing-wing, wing-wong, you know, like the mozzarella stick ladies going like, Is okay. Is that a technical term? Yeah, wing-wong. Some, you know, some ladies, oh, eh, they, they didn't have mozzarella in them. So she sues the company and and she lists a hundred people that as the as the class, in other words, they, they, you know, the class, and the judge and the jury finds in favor for $10 million and the attorneys get $5 million of that $10 million. And the other, you know, four and a half million goes to accountants and people like that and forensics people that, you know, the attorneys hired. And the $500,000 is left over. Everybody gets a coupon in the mail for a buck fifty off the mozzarella sticks. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's the way the class action system works. The attorneys make all the money and the people who are actually injured, the class, so to speak, get bumpkiss. Right? You know what bupkis is? Usually. Is that also a technical term? Right. <laughs> you don't get crap, our call letters are in station. You don't get KRAP. <laughs> and that's pretty bad. It's funny. So so once again, I you know, but but by the same token, if you're gonna advertise their mozzarella sticks, don't you think you put a little mozzarella in there? At just, least on the top, you know, like a, a little snuff. Just a little so that you couldn't, you know, it'd be like saying that would be like saying, Hey, you know, come to you McDonald's an and get a cheeseburger and you go to McDonald's, I'll take a cheeseburger and you go you go, Well, you open up the burger and he goes, There's no cheese. Well, well, it's it's our cheeseburger. I know, but there's no cheese on it. Oh, I know, I know, yeah, we just call it a cheeseburger. But there's no cheese on it. Yeah, it's it's a cheeseburger. Just pretend there's cheese on there. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, good. You're right. It does taste like a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You okay? I'm, I'm fine. Okay. You sure? Yes. Any whiz- words of wisdom? If you can pick Not it up, moment, I'll let you time, continue. Sir. What was that again? If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. Okay. You're killing me, Smalls. It's 746. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It is 751, a Monday morning, first Monday in December. And uh, temperature's going to be not too bad today, a high around 52 or so. Um, one of my favorite Kelly Clarkson songs. I love that song. Oh, do you, Brad? Do you, do you really love it? I do, Shelly. I do, too. I like <laughs> Miss Independent better, though. No, no, no. That, yes. The, the, watch. If you, I keep telling you, every time I play that song... Have you ever watched the video? No. The video on that song is great. You don't know where she's at. She's in an apartment, and you think for a minute it's her apartment. Well, it might have been her apartment, but there's 
maybe if it's her boyfriend's apartment and the boyfriend is a new dudette, okay? So she starts out sitting on the couch and this is like Kelly during her rocker days where she's wearing like a t-shirt and she's got her Chuck Taylors on and she's got like a little, what do you call them? Clam digger pants. What, are the, what do you call it? Remember, <laughs> they used to call them clam diggers. What, you know what I'm talking about? Little pants that go the, 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 you know, the bottom of the pants goes down midway between your ankle and your knee. What do you call those things? They call, they're called capris. Capris. Okay. I'm, back in the day, they used to call, call them clam diggers. You know what I'm saying? What day was that? When, <laughs> I don't know. In, in the 30s? That was back in the Civil War when I was born. <laughs> okay. So you think she's in her, her apartment, and then as she sings the song, she trashes the place. And, I mean, she trashes the place. And she specifically goes after because, obviously, a new girl has moved in, and she's not there anymore. And her boyfriend has got a new girl, and she's just, like, cutting up her clothes and throwing her makeup all over the place. And grabbing the pillows and splitting the pillows and pulling the feathers out over the place. And it's just a great video. And at the end of the video, she's leaving the place and she walks out the front door. It's like, looks like some kind of a, like apartment building in like a downtown area, something like that. She walks out the door and here comes her boyfriend with his new girlfriend. And they're just about ready to go into the apartment. And you know, the rest of what happened, right? It got trashed. That's that was during her, her rocker days. I, I liked that back then. Um, she had cuter clothes. The smartest woman in the world says, uh, in the 50s, they're capris. In the 60s, they were clam diggers. Annette Funicello wore clam diggers. Don't you know what? Yes, she did. Clam, but you said you didn't know what clam diggers was. I said they're called capris. But, come on, let me, let me officially look it up here. Clam diggers. <laughs> official definition. Here it is right now. It's in the It's in the dictionary. Close-fitting women's casual pants hemmed at the mid-calf. See, I was right. Clam diggers. Let's look that up in Urban Dictionary. See what Urban Dictionary says. <laughs> at least something I could or read crops. on <laughs> read on the air. Well. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I got a feeling there's going to be some interesting. There's interesting. You got a feeling. Yeah, I got a feeling there's going to be some interesting things on Urban Dictionary with clam diggers. Hold on a minute. <laughs> okay, hold on a minute. Search. Clam. See, some of these I know I can't read. Hold on a minute. C L A M. That's the good thing about Urban Dictionary. Sometimes when I'm bored at night, and I, you know, I'm sort of depressed, I go and I look up, look up words on Urban Dictionary. I G G E R. The simplest things um, you enjoy. Clam digger, a game in which the object is to find parking. Hmm. Yeah, there's one of them I can't read on the air. <laughs> there's one of them I can't read. There's one right there. Uh, no, I can't read that one either. <laughs> no, can't read that one either. Uh, okay, here's one I can read. Baggy pants ending at the calf that give a feeling of the Caribbean islands. Usually came with rope belts to give it a nautical look. Those are calypso pants. They were popular in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> I always like they use it in a in a in a sentence. Look wow, your friends razz my berries. Girl, I like how you're sporting those cool clam diggers instead of everyone else with their lame poodle skirts, capris, and pedal pushers. Yeah, those are short, um, oh, here's, no heel. Here, an occupation, any person from Massachusetts typically that harvests clams at low tide in the clam uh, laden inlets. No, not that. Not, <laughs> oh, can't read that one. Uh, oh, here we go. Some define this word as she pants. 
Oh, no, Shapants. Huh? Sh- Can I say that anymore? Shapants, S-H-P-A. For those who do, you're fully wrong. Clam diggers are those horrible pants that look just like they are about six inches too short for you. Clam diggers do not flatter anyone. Purchase a what-not-to-wear book to confirm it. Clam diggers do not flatter. See the real definition for Shapants. Oh, let's look at Shapants. Okay. <laughs> That's what's great about Is Urban Dictionary. Like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Shapants. What's Shapants? Okay, hold on. Here we go. Sounds uh, like a, um, a, a song oh, from Nelly. Here we go. Too long to be shorts, too short to be pants. Uh, a, worldwide, a worldwide clothing line that legendary Arch Barker founded. They also produced Shootles, too much material to be sandals, not enough to be shoes, and Kojaks, too warm to be a joke, a jacket, not warm enough to be a coat. <laughs> Did they bring in Tootsie Pops? Shootles. You heard of Shootles? Uh, no. I have. It's a Jewish thing. It says, Shapants are not clam diggers. Shapants are long, guy-style shorts worn on girls. This term nickname was adopted July 2002 at a camp, Mary Mac. Shapants are usually worn by surfer and skater chicks. Remember, Shapants are not clam diggers. For all of those you think you are, you need to stop and reconsider. <laughs> Urban Dictionary, I love it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, one more thing to talk about. Matter of fact, we'll hold this over to tomorrow. Have you ever been to Disney, uh, Disney, uh, I guess it's Disneyland and Disney World, and ridden on Splash Mountain, right? No. Is that the one in California or Florida? I think it's in both. Okay. I've only been to the one in uh, Florida. Okay. Let me read you the first paragraph. We'll talk about this one tomorrow. Disney fans hoping for one last plunge in Splash Mountain have less than two months to ride the iconic theme park attraction before it closes for an extensive makeover. Why is it being closed? Because it promotes racial stereotypes. Oh, please. What? (laughs) Different kinds of animals? It was the wrong kind of mouse? I'm reading this. It says, the attraction will close on January 23rd, 2023, as Disney moves to walk away from the wide criticism that the ride promotes, quote, racial stereotypes. Okay. (laughs) It's a log flume ride. Here we go. We just just can't have anything. It's a log log flume. It's a stupid log flume ride. Oh, I love the log flume. That's what this is. That's my favorite. In 2019, a petition with more than 21,000 online signatures called upon Disney to, quote, re-theme Splash Mountain. Fans of the chain cited a need for more diversity and representation in the parks. Explain that that to me. Explain how a log flume ride is 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 because they've got those little characters (laughs) that are specifically placed, strategically placed in the ride, and they're probably you know Mary Jane with her little ponytails. (sighs) Probably it. We'll talk about that one tomorrow. (laughs) I oh, mean, 759. Is anything sacred anymore? Nothing. I mean, Not one thing. I mean, you can't go to Disney World or Disneyland and ride on Splash Mountain because it's offensive. I don't understand it. <sighs> Have a good day, Brad. 759. Peace and I fly. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.